This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Okay, welcome back, everybody. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group. I'm going to try and put on my little light there so it, uh, <laughs> we can see you. Yeah, yeah you right. The, yeah. You were in the shadows there. Um, this uh, show is called Road to Retirement. We've been doing, I think, well over 100 episodes now. So I yeah. Think, uh, I think everything's good. So, Tony uh, Shore, how you been today? I'm doing good. I have been great, Chris. Uh, just busy. This time of year, it gets crazy. I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll start to slow down. I mean, we're just, uh, it's basically Christmas. Yeah. Uh, when this show goes live, it'll be Christmas weekend. And yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, I love Christmas. I mean, I love having all my kids home. And we got a little snow. We finally uh, got we, snow. And in Minnesota, there where my family's from, there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, we we just None. got it. We just got it like two days ago, so it's still on the ground. But it was oh, wow. we probably got like three inches two days ago. Oh wow! Um, but not not too bad. That's so. more than we've had. We haven't yeah. had. That, that was the only snow we've had so far. Which yeah, is, we've had like okay a, by me. <laughs> yeah, we've had one snow. One snow in the in the Minneapolis area, Twin Cities area, and it was about a half in it, half inch. Yeah, uh, but Minnesota's dry, and it's going to be forty nine degrees on Christmas Day. They say in in uh, the Twin Cities area, which is a record high, I think, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really checked. So, uh, yeah, so it's things are good here. Uh, my our daughter came home from Oxford. Uh, she's going to wow uh, University of Oxford in uh, wow in England, and then uh, Gino's working with us now. So uh, everybody's home. So it's good. Yeah. Nice. So, so being that it's a year end, I thought we'd talk about, you know, I think we've done this in a couple of years in the past about year end uh, financial um, strategies or resolutions or whatever you want to call them for the new yeah. year. Um, yeah. um, I think it's a good time to reflect, you know, actually 2023 has been a pretty good year. The markets have been up. Um, yeah, they um, have been. Yeah. So um Nobody really knows why. No, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, part of it's interest rates and things like that. So uh, people are, you know, as interest rates go up, then people are, are willing to put some more money in you know, because the market tends to kind of keep pace with all that kind of stuff. So I think this is we're t as we're speaking, I looked the other day, I think uh, the markets were up. I don't know at least 20% for the year. So yeah, the S and P hit a new record high. I mean, the, that it's doing really good. The markets are way up the end of this year. And I, I just think that um, it's been a good year overall, as far as, you know, inflation is down, interest rates are finally dropping. Um, and I think like you say, interest rates uh, affected the market a bit, gave it a boost because, the Fed indicated not only are they not going to raise interest rates next year, they say, but they hinted at possibly lowering interest rates. I was looking for my sheet. I just uh, had a printout of what the, what's uh, the market's been doing for the year, but I think it's up 
20, 25%, which is good. And inflation's coming down, but I think inflation was artificial, I don't want to say artificially high, you know, when we came out of COVID, yeah. changed gas prices and all that kind of stuff, it, it made uh, inflation go up. But, you know, inflation pr- should probably run two, three, 4% a year. Yeah. Um, generally, it's been super low or le- in the past uh, half a dozen years. So this is probably where it should be. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, uh, we were looking at um, just from a financial standpoint, uh, you know, taking inventory is always like, where, you know, what do you have, where you're at today? Uh, that's one of the uh, ones we always talk about. Uh, oftentimes for um, people who are like we call it cash checkers, people who are um, have a, a wage coming in regularly, do a budget. You know, I don't think it it's. It's hard to tell people to do a budget, maybe spending plan, whatever you want to call it. We, we try to not use the word budget because it's got right. a negative connotation, but um, try and find some uh, extra, you know, I, places where you can either save money or um, spend less. Um, I think it was even, I saw a commercial the other day for another app that uh, helps you track all your apps to see whether or not you're spending too much on your apps. And right. You know, you know that I think the commercial was, I had two Netflix accounts and I didn't even know it, you know, that type of stuff. So yeah, uh, maybe do, you know, uh, do a little uh, trimming there and you know, probably don't need 47 streaming services, right? <laughs> yeah. But Stevie, did you watch, right? <laughs> At so, one point we had nine. Chris. Yeah. And I, it was I, just, that's yeah. more than we were watching. So yeah. I got rid of some. I know our, our daughter came home yesterday and she went to put on Netflix and it would, like it didn't work. And she goes, you don't have Netflix? I'm like, I, I don't know what we have. You know, so I'm like, if if the kids have it, then we have it. If we don't have it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's funny. So, you know, creating a budget um, and, and, you know, you don't have to count every penny, but you, you do need to find out where you're where you're spending your money, where you can maybe. But you're going to. But you're going to save a lot of money and do a lot better and feel a lot better if you have the discipline to once a month. My wife find that we do much better with our spending. Yeah. If once a month we sit down and actually look at our statements. Yeah. And I think you, I think you mentioned spending. that on another show that, yeah. that was, it was enlightening to go through it and, and find oh, out what you very much. So yeah, you don't really, I think the one people don't realize they're really spending money on is, and it's a necessity though, is how much you spend on insurances a month. Oh, there's car, home, auto, oh. life, disability, health. I mean, it's a big part part of your budget. Yeah, health insurance and auto insurance alone, and then uh, you know, and of course, home insurance. Uh, that is just we're paying a crazy amount for auto and and uh, health insurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, another one with big one was always uh, pay off the debts if you can, especially credit card debts. Uh, you know. Credit card debts are what we call unsecured debt. So unsecured debt, you know, like a mortgage is something called a secured debt where the lender has a lien on your property. So those rates can be a little lower because they look, they have some collateral, right? Right. Uh, the credit cards are unsecured debt and that's why they're super high interest rates because the credit card companies get stiffed on a lot of them. So that's why interest rates, I don't even know what they are. 15, 18, 20%. I, I, you know, mm, so they were, last I looked, they were 25 plus. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know where the usury laws are, but it seems maybe, I don't know if the credit cards are exempt from that, but, uh, um, you know, you, you, 
you can't, you can't unless you could pay the thing off, you can't get out from under it. If you make your minimum payments, you, you're going to be paying it forever. So, yeah, I um, mean, it's basically loan sharking at this point. The interest <laughs> rates are so high. I don't know how legally the credit card companies. Yeah. Can. Hey, when us Italians did it, they threw us threw us in jail. But you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Visa and MasterCard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Visa ends in Evolve, for Christ's sake. You know? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So try and trim some of that debt. And maybe don't drink is at uh, the coffee shops all that often and make some coffee at home and save a few. You, you could probably save a cup. I would easily say you could probably save a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Drinking some coffee people, at home. All right. Some people that maybe even one, more yeah. get one five, six times a week. Yeah. They're going to save hundreds and hundreds of yeah. dollars a so year. Maybe that, maybe that could go towards paying your credit cards. Maybe go to paying your house or your car or sure. whatever. Um, so I'm not picking on the coffee gum. There's a lot of, a lot of yeah. places that you can go that you can spend a lot of money. Um, I put one down here and I, I can't read it. Let's see. Oh, have emergency funds. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, you know, it's tough when you're young to have emergency funds, but you need to get at least a couple months. And you know, after yeah. something happens and you don't have anybody, anybody or anything to fall back on, you need to have a little fund set away. So, um, you know, the rule of thumb has been six months of uh, six months of living expenses, but it's kind of hard when you're young to do that. I mean, you know, once you're older and you got some uh, little money behind you, maybe, you know, that's not, that's not so hard. Um, but, yeah. I've heard three to six months uh, yeah. that you really need that. And yeah. uh, I think everybody needs it no matter the age, at least three months. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah. pr- that's probably you know, 30 to $50,000, <clears> I would say. Right. Because, you know, things yeah. are just expensive today. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I went to, uh, a bagel place. There. So I took some vitamins when I, on the way in before I went to, you know, come to work and I, they were kind of like, I didn't have anything in my stomach yet. Right. Oh, so I went, uh, I went and grabbed a, a, a bagel at one of the national places, but, but sure. No cream cheese and uh, just a bagel. Right. It was $2 and 79 cents for a bagel. I'm like, Look, I only bought one, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they used to be like fifty cents, right? So, uh, right. Um, you know, so you know, just if you eat at home a little more often, maybe you could yeah. cut some of that and build that emergency funds and pay off some debts. Um, I think revisiting your portfolios at least once a year, um, just to check to see if they're still in balance with your risk scores. You know, we talked about risk scores on other, um, you know, if you're a 60, 40 mix, are you, are you still 60, 40 or if the market went up, are you now 70, 30 and maybe you should, you should uh, temper that back a little bit or, you know, so uh, revisiting portfolio mix is more, more in line with, uh, uh, you know, what's your risk tolerance. And we've talked about risk tolerance and other scores. You know, we have this thing on our website. You could go on the top of our website, brooksidetax.com. And it says, get your risk score. So we call it our color of money report. And I'm sure we talked about in other shows. So our color of money, basically, we look at money as is like a stoplight, uh, green, yellow, and red. Green is, you know, go, safe stuff. Uh, yellow is is be cautious. And red is like, you really got to pay attention, right? So, um, right. And so if you can look at your portfolio that way and say, look, I got too much red, either for my age or for, I just don't want to be that risky. Um, now, as you, you know, if you're in your twenties and your thirties, you could have a little more red, you know, I think a lot of people should have red anyhow. They think they should be yellow, right? It should, it right. should be, somebody should be watching. So yellow basically is, is turning the red money into something, 
not necessarily safer, but it's being managed. Somebody's watching it for you. Actively um, managed. Right? Yeah. yeah. Versus, versus just throwing money out in a bunch of mutual funds and you don't know what's, because uh, the mutual funds have all kinds of sexy names and you don't, not sure what they are in, in, underlying those mutual funds might not be what you think, you know, it says the blue moon mutual fund and you know, there's no blue moon in it. Right. <laughs> so, so you have to uh, be careful on, um, but somebody should, if you, if you don't know how to do it yourself, hire someone like us to um, walk you through it, you know, spend some time with them and, and, uh, or have like our back office. We have a bunch of a team of C, CFPs and things in our back office that can kind of analyze the portfolio and get under the covers and uh, sure. see what you actually have. Um, we also talk about, uh, um, uh, as you get older, protecting your estate. You know, the, the issues always are health, health, yep. health, you know, there's, you want to put money away for, uh, because it's, I would say it's inevitable, but, you know, statistically two out of three people over 70 spend time in a nursing home and it, you know, around here it's, it's a hundred grand a year easily, maybe more, yeah. maybe 120 grand a year. Yeah. You know, how, yeah. You know, how do you plan for that? How do you protect assets? And we, we've had other shows just on that topic. So people go look at other shows or call us uh, at 440-886-3550. So call us about that. If you want to talk about that, look at your beneficiary, does all that stuff to, you know, you don't want to save all this money your whole life and then do something that, that you're going to muck it up. Right. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you do it tax efficiently? How do you, where, where do you take your money out? When do you pay your taxes? Uh, make sure you're taking it out timely. If you don't take it out timely, there's penalties and all that. So, you know, you did a good job saving the money over the years. You want to now be smart about the rest of the rest of the way, right? Right, so, right. And, and it sounds like the resolution for the new year for our listeners then to accomplish that and everything we've talked about so far, Chris, is to work with a financial professional Sure. And uh, especially your firm there, you offer professional tax services. That's what you do. You offer, you're a financial advisor as well. Sure. You have, uh, you know, a fiduciary responsibility to your clients. You're looking out for their best interests, but you can look at the big picture and estate planning. So uh, really all three of those are so important. And you even look at, okay, you know, how's your social security? Let's maximize that. Uh, if you're planning for retirement, those types of things are financial. You, you work with investments as well. And so I just think it, you offer, it's a one-stop shop and you have a great staff there and experts. So I, I just think that uh, that should be a resolution. And whether it's yourself or someone else, people need a financial professional in their corner. Uh, sure. And if they've put off doing that or if they've thought, well, I'm not, you know, a multimillionaire, I don't need a financial professional. Uh, that's not true. Uh, they will save money and avoid costly mistakes if they work with somebody yeah. like yourself. It, right? And it, it, I think that's that's true. And, and unfortunately, I think it's one area where people think, I don't say this right away, but they're hesitant about paying someone to do that for them. They think they could either do it themselves or, you know, you might be able to fix your car, you know, do your own oil change. But when, you know, when it comes to your money, if you, if you're not really well versed in this, why would you take that chance? Right. Yeah. You know, most of the time, you know, a financial advisor is probably going to charge you less than 2%, right. To, to, to actually manage your money. So is it, it, 
is it worth it at least initially to, to see if you're on the right track and and someone might charge you by the hour some would charge you percentage so um but you know i just think it's worth having a second opinion um uh, and i think what happens a lot of times is people are so busy they have they end up having 10 different accounts at 10 different places and nothing, right. nothing's coordinated. Right. Right. Because they had different jobs. They, you know, whatever it was at the time. Um, so it is, it's, it's good at least once a year to, to revisit your portfolio and, yeah. and see where you're at. We also have a lot of clients come in. Oh yeah. I got old 401ks from my old jobs. I haven't been at that job in you know, oh, five years. And yeah. then like, well, I'm sure no one's watching that money for you either because you, you know, you don't, it's like, you don't even know you have this money, let alone, someone's watching it. So just, uh, you know, revisit your portfolio mix. Um, try and protect your estate. Once you get to that level, make sure your beneficiaries are correct. And we yeah. have, you know, we're going, I don't even think we're going to take this case. So we, uh, some lady came in who's um, kind of a beneficiary issue. So they have a piece of property that four people owned and the deed did not say with rights of survivorship. So three of the four have died. Right. So if you don't have rights to survive, so Tony, if you and I own some tenants account, you die, your family gets your half. I die. My family gets my half. Right. Right. Unless we have this joint survivorship language. Of, so if I die, you get it, you die, I get it. So if there's no joint language. So now there's potentially like three probates that have to be done to get this. So let's say, you know, the first person dies and we have to probate that. Well, then he's got a bunch of heirs. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're all involved in the second. I mean, and like, I, I totally, like, I don't know how to say this, but I, I, don't, I don't want this case. Right. So it's just, it's going to be, and it, it's not even in our county. It's like in the middle of Ohio. So um, it, it's just going to be a nightmare. I mean, and they know, can you find all the errors? I mean, so what was it, the, what would have been the solution? What should have they have done? Well, if they would have had in that instance, yeah. If, in, and maybe that's how they wanted it, but if they had it either in a trust or some type of entity, it would have been a little easier. Or if they had joint and survivorship language, so now that the three of the four died, the fourth one would own it, right? But now all those three decedents have heirs, heirs, right? So or potentially have heirs, and you got to go find those heirs. And yeah. So you know, say they all have three, four heirs apiece, you could have twenty people owning this piece of property. Right. So uh, I, I don't there's no easy solution there. So um, so you just got to review that stuff. And it, and it happens more often than than not. And we one we see here in uh, a fortune how um, I, I know in Florida, if you have a deed that says husband and wife, it's deemed to be survivorship. Right. In Ohio, yeah. Ohio's not like that. So if it says husband and wife, if I die, my wife doesn't necessarily get my half. I'm like what? So, so we've had the issues where that's happened. Um, mm. So I, I don't know if I, we mentioned. So here's another one we mentioned on another show. Um, so to the issues and what we're talking about is make sure we review all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a lady who bought a house when she was single, paid it off, got married, put the new husband's name on it, right? Uh, so that's fine. And then the husband died. Right. So um, now nine years later, she gets remarried and says, well, you know, I want to put my new husband's name on the house and find out that uh, that whoever did that deed didn't do joint survivorship. 
So when her first husband died, his children from a prior marriage have rights now in her house. Oh. And she's like, what? Yeah. I own this house before I met him. Right. So, yeah. um, so then I said, well, can you find, did you, does he have a will? And she goes, well, he had a will, but it's been nine years. I, I threw it out. Like we, we didn't oh. need it. We didn't oh. need it. So the will, the will actually said, you know, leave everything to the spouse. So she would have got the entire house. So I called the attorney who did the will. He's actually a friend of mine. And he goes, you know, I, I have a copy, but I don't have a sign cut. Like I have the, the word version of the, you know, the one on the computer that says, yeah. give it all to the wife. Yeah. But there's no will. So now if you, if you probate it, what's going to happen is the, the two sons from the first marriage, the guy, the first marriage has, is going to inherit his side of the house. Yeah. And then if she wants the house, she's going to have to actually buy them out. And she says, buy them out. This was my house to begin with, you yeah. know? So, I mean, things like that where beneficiaries, uh, uh, designations aren't right. Um, yeah. And, and it happens a lot sometimes when um, a beneficiary dies. Yeah. But so. with a house, you can have beneficiary designations. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. And that'll help avoid probate messes as long as you keep them up to date and understand what you're doing. But again, the lesson here is work with somebody like yourself. So uh, get your estate in order is another great resolution for the yeah. new year is, uh, you know, meet with somebody like yourself, Chris, I know you do estate planning and. Yep. Yeah. So we, we had one just the other day, you know, they have these new trans new, but they're probably 15 years now, uh, transfer and death deeds or transfer. And yep. death. So you put That's out like, my uh, grandfather had for his land. So I have, uh, you know, I own the house as long as I shall live. When I die, it's going to go to Gino and Nicole. Right. Yeah. So we had one come in, the guy owned two pieces of property, one in the Cuyahoga County where we, we are here uh -huh. and one and one at Summit County. So that that type of deed has to be recorded before someone dies or it's invalid. Right. You can't record it after they die. Right. So lo and behold, they recorded both of the, those county deeds in one county. Not so like the Summit County one got recorded in Cuyahoga County. And the Cuyahoga County one got recorded again. So two of them got recorded. So the one's supposed to be recorded in Summit County, right? So, so I'm like, oh, the guy died. Luckily, I uh, called the title company. And they knew, you know, let's say it was the Shore, right? I didn't even mention the name. I didn't even mention Tony Shore's name. And they said, oh, yeah, we know. We already, luckily, they found that mistake. And they re-recorded it in the new county the other county summit before he died. Uh, but when I looked on the recording website, I couldn't find it. And they, so they looked in their file and says, Oh, I know why they couldn't find it because the recorder misspelled his name when he recorded it. Like, oh, jeez! I like, first of all, how did it get recorded in the wrong County? Cause the, yeah. the people at the County level, you know, you have to go through the engineer's office. You know, they look, you know, if they're looking at the thing and it says summit County, why would they record it in their County? Yeah. Weird. Right. So luckily it got recorded in time because um, if not, we would have had to probate that, that case, but uh, yeah, stuff like, so that's another beneficiary thing. So check beneficiaries and it often happens with um, the big one are beneficiaries who may predecease you, you know, yeah. what happens to their share? Does it go to the other beneficiaries or does it go to their, you know, 
their share. So those are things to kind of look at. Um, um, but, you know, I think next year resolution is is really just uh, try and save more money, right? Everything yeah. is costing away. And it's, and it's hard to save, right? Um, but I think people have to be a little smarter when they're spending their money because the gas prices come down a bit, but they're still, I don't say they're unreasonably high, but they're still high. And just the cost of living, you know, when gas prices went up a few years ago when we all know what happened and gas was $5 a gallon, what ends up happening is, um, the prices of goods have to go up because the goods have to be transported, right? The trucks, yeah. the truckers are paying five, six, seven dollars a gallon, whatever it is, for diesel. And so now all the prices of the goods have gone up. And now the price of gas came down. I don't see the price of goods coming down. They're like, oh, no, that, that never, you know, there you hits a mark, it yeah, doesn't drop. That, the only yeah. price that ever comes down is televisions. That's, yeah. uh, I think that yeah. is the only product I've ever seen cost less. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Then it, it has actually gone down in price in my lifetime. Everything yeah. else has gone up. Nothing has nothing yeah. costs less today than it did ten years ago, except televisions. Right? Yeah. Am I yeah. right on yeah. that? Yeah, you can get yeah. eighty inch television screens. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like you're in the front row of a movie theater. Like, <laughs> I know the you know, TVs I'm, get bigger and bigger, and the prices get less and less. I don't yeah. understand that. Uh, everything else. The prices have just gone skyrocketed. I mean, yeah. Okay, so you know, the, so basically, New Year's resolutions try to uh, shore up on your on your financial side, and uh, you know, take a little time. Maybe it's like you said, once a month you look at it. Yeah, they don't have to look at it every day. Uh, as long as you're not bouncing checks, you that'll should, help you, you know. save money. I'm telling yeah. you, you look at your a budget or spending plan once a month, or use one of these apps. There's so many apps that work great yeah. to track yeah. your. Your, your finances are just look, pull your bank statement and go through it once a month yeah. and then and then jot down what your spending is going to be for the next month. That's all you have to do. And that alone will help you save money. Or, um, it'll make a huge I, difference. I don't know if people could do this. Could you could you put your credit card away for a week? Like buy everything with cash. Yeah, because it, like it's easier to and I'm guilty of it. Too. It's easier to spend when you have a credit card in your hand. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, because you just swipe it. Oh, throw yeah. that on, throw that on, throw that. But if you only had a hundred dollars and you went to the grocery store, you're only you're only spending a hundred dollars. Right? Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's not groceries, but you know, could you put your credit card away for a week, a month, and yeah. and see how much that would save you? And so. even your check card. Uh, which yeah, people yeah, think yeah, right. is the same as cash, yeah, but right. it's like if you actually have a couple of fifties in your wallet and you know it needs to last you a couple of weeks, yeah, you're gonna be more thrifty. Yeah, that's you're, probably sure. not gonna, you're probably not gonna spend seven dollars on a coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're about out of time. Uh, happy New Year, everyone! Uh, happy holidays! Uh, it's right around the corner. Now we're recording this mid-December, but uh, this probably would be our maybe our last show for the year. So yes, it know. is. It is yeah. our last show for the year. So 2024 is here. I can't believe it's 2024. Crazy. But uh, yeah. okay, Tony. Well, have a there safe and happy there. holidays, and uh, yeah. stay out of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right. Take us out. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris. And listeners, remember, if you want to get a hold of Chris, what's that phone number and website to set up a, a no charge consultation? Yeah, sure. It's uh, 440-886-3550. Our website is brooksidetax.com. And uh, you could, we actually have a calendaring system on there. If you want to just go on there, you can uh, schedule your appointments. 
All right. Well, listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.